of the unique features of the Living Church of Jesus Christ is its ever-expanding body of fundamental spiritual knowledge about man's identity and purpose, which enlarges the memory of this people. Scripture declares that ye should consider on the blessed and happy state of those that keep the commandments of God. For behold, they are blessed in all things, and if they hold out faithful to the end, they are received into heaven and dwell with God in a state of never-ending happiness. We come having prayed and prepared. For many of us, there are pressing worries and earnest questions. We want to renew our faith in our Savior Jesus Christ strengthen our ability to resist temptation and avoid distractions. We come to be taught from on high. The purpose of this and every general conference is to help us to hear him. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 43 of Conference Talk. This is Kevin and Shelby here, and today... We are sitting down to discuss the first talk in the women's general session. Um, and the, the talk is entitled, By Union of Feeling, We, we Obtain Power with God. It's by Sharon Eubank, First Counselor in the Relief Society General Presidency. It was a pretty cool talk. It was a really good talk. It was very heartfelt, right? Yeah, you could tell she she put a lot of effort and thought into this talk, if that makes sense. Yeah. I know that all the general authorities do, but you did feel it from Sister Eubank a lot. Yeah, there you know, she, she talks about some things weighing on her mind lately. And you can tell that that she's really hoping that she hopes that The thoughts that she prepared, the things that she was testifying of would help someone somewhere. And that's like, that's such an earnest desire of the disciple of Jesus Christ, mm. right? Like, man, I, I really hope that this will help somebody as much as it helped me because I've gone through tough things. And, yeah. it, and it gave me such relief, you know? I think the reason I say that we could feel her heartfeltness is the fact that um, in in the talk, she comes up with <laughs> she comes up with this little sentence that she heard um, one of the what prophet is it? President Smith, yeah. And it says, It grieves me that there is no fuller fellowship. If one member suffer all feel it by union of feeling we obtain power with God. And she really likes that sentence, which is the title of the talk called by union of feeling we obtain power with God. She said, this world isn't what I want it to be. There are many things I want to influence and make better. And frankly, there is a lot of opposition to what I hope for. And sometimes I feel powerless. And she got teary-eyed when she started, or I shouldn't say teary-eyed, but she got choked up when she was reading that. Um, and 
I relate to her. There are a lot of things in this world that I want to be better. Um, but there is a lot of opposition, which does make you feel hopeless sometimes. Um, and so she's been asking herself, how can I create a union of feeling? How can I understand people better? And um, that's led her kind of on a soul-searching journey, which then she comes up with three things that will help in that journey, you know. And those three things um, are have mercy. She talks about swing, <laughs> which is a term with rowers, like row. Uh, rowing. Yeah, like actual like rowing teams yeah, like, and boats. Oh, boy, yawning. And then um, clear away the bad as fast as the good can grow. So, and she goes and elaborates in each of those. But what I just really love is that her motivating desires from the talk are, are written right there that she just wants to be a better influence and help create unity among so many people who are different. And she, she's been searching how to do that. And so she shares it with us, which we should be creating unity among ourselves, our family, our friends, people we see, because that's what disciples of Jesus Christ do. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Any thoughts, Kevin? Well, the whole the whole idea, well, what I got a lot from the talk, from this talk, was that, you know, it's more important for individuals to, to learn something from one another, like di their differences, um, the things that might like be considered hard. And it kind of goes back to, you know, what we've discussed in the past, where it's like, the refiner's fire. You know? Yeah. What do you mean by refiner's fire, though? <laughs> Real it's, er it's early in the morning, y'all. And my nose runs in the morning. <laughs> and we're both yawning. So pardon us. Um. I asked what you meant by refiner's fire. Yeah. I mean, the refiner's fire is that, you know, there's like a cool video, like on, on the church website of like. Yeah, I guy. know what the refiner's fire is, but what do you mean in relation to the talk? That these hard experiences that we have that apparently we're like, we are, you know rubbing up against one another um, out in the world, mm. you know, um, difficulty with working with one another. There's got to be something for our gain in it. It has to make us better. Hopefully, if we choose to, that's a thing. If we choose to let it make us better, it will be. That's That's what I meant is that it, there has to be some gain to be had. It's not that it will automatically make us better. Right. We have to choose to, to see it with that perspective. 
yeah, the perspective that Sister Eubank is talking about. Um, I want to just jump down to, honestly, the end of the talk, because that's where I put most of my highlights mm-hmm. from the talk. Um, she says, we may not be where we want to be, and we are not where we will be, which to me, that demonstrates faith. Mm. It demonstrates a lot of faith that, you know, I know we're not where we want to be, but we're not where we will be soon. So, like, she knows that we're going to move forward and that something beautiful will come, but that we have to keep going forward, right? Right. And I really liked that because it was just a sentence. I Literally, I think it's a sentence of faith. Mm. And this... This was given in the women's session, so it is targeted towards women, but I believe you can apply it to priesthood holders and men as well. Um, But she says, as covenant women, we have broad influence. And she talks about that influence being applied everywhere we are, whether that's studying with a friend, putting children to bed, talking to a seatmate on the bus, anything is an influence for good. And she says, the women of this church have unlimited potential to change society. And as a woman, I, when I heard that, I thought, oh my goodness, how in the world would we change society? <laughs> but I think that's what Sister Eubanks talk, and maybe it's way at the end. Um, I think that's exactly what the talk was all about, was how do we reach that unlimited potential to change society, and we can't. And that's that's a powerful blessing and promise. Yeah, you you saw me scrolling over here. I wasn't looking for what you were talking about. I was looking for a related note, but oh. like I saw that a few of my notes didn't save or or something, oh, but. What, what I wanted to bring up was there's a part where she talks about how like unity doesn't happen by magic. <laughs> you know, it doesn't mm-hmm. just magically happen. There has to be some work uh, done. And going along with what you're saying, like this, this potential impact or influence that um, women and I know men can have you may at first think that it's like it's it's a little bit too difficult. You're not the right person to do it. Um, you, know, you don't you don't have like the <laughs> the the inherent talents or gifts. Sometimes you have to develop some of those, you know, to to be um, what you hope to become. Yeah, it's true. I really, I don't know. This talk, I like what she says, the three ideas she gives. But to me, it was more about, what's the word? It was just more about, Kevin, we talk about it all the time, about being in unity, like being one, Mm -hmm. right? And I feel like that was at the root of her talk. And the other examples she gave were just, uh, tools, I guess, to try to create that one and that one unity. Um, and it, she just did it so beautifully. 
And she did it. She did it with great examples and, and with a faith filled talk. And I really enjoyed it. And um, I'm looking down at my, my phone right now, actually. And there's a, there's a part that I think we, or at least I didn't hit on. So many people are different. And it says differences can be turned to advantages, to advantage instead of disadvantage. So we can look at differences as a good thing rather than as a bad thing, right? Like all our disadvantages are different talents. And you know this, like Kevin, where I'm weak in one area, you're stronger in another, in that area, and vice versa in our relationship. And so it's just cool to know that even if we are very different, that unity can be achieved. Right. Yeah, she gives the she gives the example. We didn't really explore it much, but she gave the example of swing, right? In in a rowers a row team. Yeah. My goodness, y'all. Um. And it's this moment or this this. I mean, we're using the word unity already. It's this unity that is achieved among all the row mates, right? <laughs> All the rowers on the boat. And they're, they become efficient. They became, become, you know, but it's not because they're all robots. It's not because they're all equally proportioned people. It's that, as she explained, the person with shorter arms has to reach a little bit more. The person with longer arms has to pull back, pull in a little bit. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and when you're more willing to accept others differences and see them as traits inherited by heavenly parents or even the circumstances of, of mortality and you don't try to read so deep into them um, as, as being like, well, this person's different. So that must be wrong. Right. It actually, there's, there's a hidden, sometimes hidden, sometimes it's more apparent opportunity for that, that difference to become a strength between you. It's true. I don't really know. So what's the therefore what? That it's possible to create unity. Okay. Well, we know. Yeah, we know that. What do you think? This, this being given... This talk being given at the time that it was given, you know, following mass protests around the world for, you know, social and racial equality. And then given before things to come, like this divisive election in the United States, followed by this uproar you know, this upheaval due to the election itself 
after it's done. If we're supposed, if we as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints are supposed to become like Heavenly Father in Jesus Christ, there's no two more unified people Mm -hmm. than them. You know, they're, they're so unified in everything that they do that the scriptures sometimes speak of them um, synonymously, right? The, there, there are times when Jesus Christ speaking to his servants, the prophets in ancient times is talking about himself in the third person because he's speaking on the behalf of his father right that's a that's a level of unity that it, it it's very difficult to obtain um i guess to put to liken it to back to our situation Shelb, like when there comes things that i get a question asked okay here's here's a good example the temple called us a couple uh, weeks back mm-hmm. asking us, you know, about an interview, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't want to say what time we could do it because I didn't know your schedule uh, exactly. I didn't mm-hmm. want to say, yeah, I'll do it this time. I said, hey, let me let my wife call you and, and she'll set it up. Maybe a lesson there was that, well, Kevin, you should have had you should have known her schedule better. You should have had more confidence in setting up that time, you know? Um, Maybe. But to be honest, it could have just been as simple as looking at the Google Calendar that we share. You know what I'm saying? But it's just maybe not as habitual. Like if you want to get technical about being, you know. Right. I mean, I never looked at that thing. Yeah, well, my whole life is on there. <laughs> like, so you would have been able to know, oh, she, right, like she does have something or she doesn't or whatever it is. Mm. But, I mean, there you go. That's a way we can be better unified. You know, if you want to know my schedule, you look on the calendar. Right. Because I put it all on there. So that's a good lesson in itself. But what I meant, I liked your takeaway about the therefore what But what I meant by unity is possible is that unity is possible despite everything that's going on, which is what you touched on. Like it's 100% achievable despite the election, (laughs) despite how things look, it is possible to achieve that type of unity among people. And the thing is, it might be a small part of people that uh, accept that fact, but it's possible. And the people who do accept unity and try to become, uh, try to make differences become strengths instead of weaknesses and, and divide them, they're blessed because of it. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. 
I really believe that it's always a better, it's a best policy or best practice to be that person to first recognize like, oh, I could give a little bit of ground in this situation. Cause now you have, you have like, you have the advantage that, Hey, I was the first to give. I didn't have to be coerced into a position where I had to then give away Mm -hmm. my, my example that I was thinking of when you were talking was, um, on, uh, on social media, occasionally somebody who I'm friends with will have this post that it's like they've broken down and they're just like, you know, I know that my political posts aren't making a difference. So I'm just going to stop. And I'm like, you should have known that before you even hit that first send, right? That first post, because you're just typing big paragraphs on a white background. Like that's all that we see. So of course it wasn't going to make a difference, you know, but now what you really look like, you look like somebody who's been beaten into submission by the unfeeling um, world, right? Instead, you can say before all that, you can say, you know what? There are things that I don't agree with about this situation. I'm going to counsel with those closest to me, uh, my friends and family. I'm going to try to understand both sides of the argument. And that way, if I ever do have to defend myself or defend my beliefs, then I'll be better equipped to do that, you know, but then, but, you know, and that's, that's like one of those rowers to go back to that metaphor. Mm -hmm. We know a little bit about rowing in a boat together, right? (laughs) Unfortunately we do. And we are sucky at it. Well, it was, we, it was the first time doing it. No, it was the second time. First time together. Right. It was a tandem kayak that we were in. Horrible experience. <laughs> Love it Kevin, was, but it, horrible experience. Yeah. It was because we didn't know. I I needed to know where we were going. And Shelby, I don't know what maybe you you just, you weren't as concerned about where we were going, like where we were trying to go. Well, I didn't actually know how to row in the front. I didn't know. I don't know. You had to teach me. Mm-hmm. If you want to go right, you turn your paddle this way on the left side. Right. And vice versa. And, it need, and you know, and I needed to do something to, uh, not that I'm like a professional or expert kayaker, mm-hmm. but I had to do certain things on the back side and on the back end to, to, um, assist in what you were doing up front. But if I didn't know what you were doing, I couldn't respond fast enough. So we did have to be unified. We had to be in sync and it was just, it seemed impossible. Yeah. But I'll say this finally after, I don't know, like 30 minutes of struggling. I don't even know how long we were out there on the kayak. I finally just turned around to Kevin and I was like, maybe we should just pray. And Mm. I'm, I'm, I kid you not probably for 
maybe as long as 10 minutes after we prayed, we had a stride. <laughs> we were going. And then it just went away again. But it was possible. Yeah. We saw that it was possible to be in unity. So that shows that it takes a lot of effort. You know, we should have probably prayed again and probably kept going or I don't know, asked the Lord for his help because he would have helped. So, but I think at that point we were getting tired of being on the water anyway, and Mm -hmm. we were ready to go in. (laughs) My concluding thought, if I may, you know, this podcast is a great exercise in trying to achieve unity. And not only do we have to be, you know, we have to work things into our schedule. Um, Sometimes our schedules change. Sometimes our own desires impact on like the the time that we're able to do things. Mm -hmm. We're more unified in some ways with the podcast and less unified in other ways. And it, and it can, it's kind of like this sort of dynamic changing thing. Um, but I'll never forget what uh, a good friend of mine, Charlie, said when we first started it, where he was like, you know, you and Shelby doing this podcast together, you're going to have to work together real, real close together. And like, if there's something between y'all that hasn't been resolved, you're going to have to resolve it before you get to that podcast each week. And that was just when we were doing one a week. And now we do sometimes three a week. And um, like I said, an exercise in, in becoming more unified. And man, I'd rather do it here at a table with a microphone than wait until we have a kid or when we have challenges, like real challenges. This is a, a tutorial for us in becoming unified and to a much greater degree that is what this life and living among so many different people you know we really do live at a time where there is this multitude around us at all time um we have to learn how to work together if only to accomplish the the most simple and most basic of goals. But it gets even more exciting and and more fulfilling, I believe, when we can work together to, to, um, to fulfill greater goals, even the, the gathering of Israel, the building up of Zion. And that does begin in our homes. Uh, It does begin in our close-knit circles. And I have a lot to learn about that, but luckily I'm still young. And uh, and everyone is very young. Um, Everyone has the opportunity to to learn and grow in that respect. Mm -hmm. God has given everyone the time that they need because he, he is very wise. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, I forgot what episode this was. 40, 30 something? 43. Oh, my God. <laughs> Next week, 
episode 44, Keep the Change. And I actually really like this talk. Actually, it is a good one by Becky Craven. Oh, and there's another one that's coming up, The Healing Power of Jesus Christ, um, after her. And that Mm -hmm. one's a good one. I listened to that one the other day. (laughs) Anyway, but yeah, Keep the Change will be episode 44 by Becky Craven. And yeah, we'll be back here to discuss it. Thanks, y'all. Bye.